Hey guys, Ariel here. Thanks so much for tuning back in to Becoming a PA, Physician Assistant, the podcast. On today's episode, as promised, I'm going to discuss how I'm currently earning a little bit of an income while being a PA student, and I'll give you guys a little bit of an update on how I'm doing. I'm starting my 10th week of PA school tomorrow. So yeah, stay tuned for more. All right, guys. So as promised, I will be talking about how I'm earning a little bit of an income. It's nothing equivalent to a full-time job, which by any means, uh, I would say is not suggested or doable, honestly, during PA school. But you can make a little bit of like side income, side hustle, as some would say, I think is totally doable if you manage your time right. But first things first, a little update. So like I said, my 10th week out of 12 weeks for my first semester of PA school begins tomorrow. I'm actually in the middle of studying right now, but needed a brain break. So might as well hop on a new podcast episode, right? And uh, so yeah, my my as many of you know i have been in anatomy and that anatomy finishes earlier than my other three classes this semester which is mainly because i'm not sure if all pa schools are like this but at our school we have a shortage of anatomists apparently and so since they're in such high demand being that almost every major has to take anatomy so the med students the dental students the ot the pt everyone needs anatomy and there's only a limited number of professors who teach that course that course is actually three weeks shorter than all my other classes this semester so that finished up on a few days ago i'm blessed and excited to say i made it through alive i didn't make an a but I made a B, so can't be too disappointed in myself there. I know that, like I told you before, that is the class that people struggle with your first semester of PA school, at least in my program. But I think across the board, it's a pretty difficult course in any PA school just because of the fact that, especially in ours, it's so condensed being only nine weeks to learn the entire anatomy of the human body is definitely (laughs) something very challenging unless you have a really solid background. Maybe you were an anatomist in a previous (laughs) career or something along those lines that would give you a heads up. But for myself, I found it very difficult because my PCE or healthcare experience hours were mainly from scribing. I did do EMT school as well, but majority of it was from being a medical scribe. However, I had not taken an actual anatomy course since 2011, 2012, back in my first year of college undergrad. So it had been a good minute. (laughs) And even if I had taken it, honestly, closer to today's date, I don't think that it would have equated necessarily to making an A in the course just because, like I've said before, the course is so challenging not only due to the amount of material but just 
due to the in-depthness that you go. So you're going down to the nerve fibers and you have to, at least for our professors, they really make you think it's not just recall and regurgitate. It's actually like, it's still multiple choice. Of course, all my exams are, but it, you have to know not only which muscle, where each muscle starts and begins, First of all, you know, you have to know all of the muscles. So our last exam was over upper and lower extremities. So you have to, first things first, know and be able to identify all of the muscles. Secondly, knowing what their function is. Thirdly, knowing where they begin and where they end. So where they originate and where they insert. And then, and then knowing which nerve fibers, for example, if they're getting nerves from the brachial plexus, which nerve fibers are innervating those muscles, maybe um, where their blood supply is coming from, the lymphatics, the venous drainage, every little detail you need to know. And then you need to be able to utilize that information to answer a question about if you did have an injury to a certain part of the body or to a particular nerve fiber, what that would look like clinically on a patient and how that would present. So it's very, very higher level thinking that you need to be able to do. And of course it's timed. And if you're like me, you have test anxiety. So sometimes you freak out or space out or I'm so mad at myself. I changed my answer on a few and put the wrong answer because I was overthinking and just freaking out at the last minute but it's fine I made a B so I'm I'm more than happy with that and <laughs> blessed and happy to be done with anatomy so that's my greatest update <laughs> for you all so far coming up on week 10 I feel like I will have a lot more free time now I mean, you never really have a ton in PA school, but compared to having, you know, three anatomy lectures or so to watch every day and then to attend the class and learn it in real time as well. And with the lab portion, identifying all the structures that took a majority of my time, it was our biggest uh, block or our biggest credit hour course. So now that that's over with, I can have more time to focus solely on my other courses, that being patho, physiology, physiology, and my ethics course and professionalism course. So I'm definitely excited to be done in three weeks and have a much deserved two week vacation from school before the fall semester begins. But yeah, so that's my update so far on school. In regards to, I know I mentioned last episode how I am earning an income while in PA school. Granted, many people will tell you that you should not be doing that at all and it should be solely focusing on your grades, which I 100% agree with. But I do think that if you're able to find a loophole there that allows you to earn a little bit of money and minimalize your student loans and your brokenness, <laughs> as I would say, then why not? If you can handle it, and of course grades are a priority, but if you're able to handle it and make the grades that you want, then by all means, why not? In my opinion, my honest, humble opinion. So what I do is, granted all of this you want to establish before you start PA school, so if you're already in PA school, it might be 
harder to utilize these tips that I'm about to tell y'all, but if you haven't started yet and you're still pre-PA and you've got some time, then it might be more very beneficial to you all. So what I did before PA school, granted we all have bachelor's degrees. As someone with a bachelor's degree, it doesn't matter what field it's in, you and a native English speaker, you are qualified to teach English online to students in China. So I had been doing that for mm, over two years before I started PA school. So I had a really high buildup of clientele and I was doing that as my full-time income. Like I said, I'm a mother, so I started doing that instead of teaching in the classroom. I'm also a certified classroom teacher, but I my focus was to spend time with my daughter while she was young and be home with her. So this job literally helped me be able to do that. And I'm so thankful for having that opportunity. And another great thing about that is that you get to make your own schedule every week. So you make your availability. The company I work with is a company called VIP Kid. I believe they're the original, uh, you know, original company in the field of online ESL learning for students in China. And they're a great company to work for. They're, I mean, honestly, you're a an independent contractor, so you're not going to be getting healthcare benefits and all that nice things that you get with full-time employment. But it is great in the sense that you make your own schedule. There's no minimum hours required to work. So if you wanted to take off one week, you have a lot of exams, then you can just close your availability. If you're like me, like on my two-week break that's going to be coming up, I plan on opening up a lot more slots to be filled by students to take my classes so that way I can earn more money while I'm in between semesters. And my plan is to do that as well during all my breaks, like especially during winter break. It's a longer break from semesters. Every time I get a break from school, I plan on utilizing that to make more income because I hate living off of student loans. That is what I am doing right now predominantly, but having that little bit of income extra to make that dent a little less from student loans is something positive for me. And it does help. Honestly, it does help. And it, it helps me feel better about, <laughs> about that as well. And if you're wondering how much do I make, honestly, it depends on what your background is. If you have teaching experience, that's preferred, but it's not in any means required. And uh, so, yeah, you can make, I think the minimum now is... 14 an hour or it comes to per class so each class is 25 minutes it's one-on-one -on -one, you and one student you just need to be an English speaker a native English speaker have a bachelor's degree preferably experience working with children the students are as young as four all the way until I think 15 years old but that's also not required and you have to be living in the US and have a webcam and microphone with he headphone with microphone so just basic little things that you can get on amazon cheap and easy they essentially the hiring process you have a mock interview uh, or i'm sorry you have an interview you have a mock interview a mock lesson <laughs> and uh, i think you have right now it changes all the time they're hiring but when i was hired you had to do two mock classroom demo lessons with a 
an adult who was pretending to be a student. Nothing too crazy, honestly, as long as you prep, they give you everything you need. So you don't have to lesson plan, you don't have to grade homework. It's honestly the easiest job and it's really, really fun. If you like children, it's perfect because you just show up. I, I honestly wake up five minutes before my lesson. I turn on my computer, put on my headphones, the material's all there ready for me. I just show up, teach the material 25 minutes, have a five minute break in between my lessons. Like I said, it's one-on-one. -on -one. The students wanna be there. 90% of them are great and easy and just wonderful, wonderful little humans. So, and it allows me to be able to make up to, I think the highest that you can make, honestly, is 20, maybe 22 an hour, definitely definitely in the 20s so um but yeah it's really easy you work from home you make your own schedule so it's perfect like if i have an exam coming up of course i'm not going to schedule myself for that morning because i want to study before my exam and of course since you are working with students in china the hours are on beijing time so it's not going to be during the daytime when you're in your class it's going to be either at night time i'm central standard time so the times I'm able to work are any time between 7.30 p.m. and 8 o'clock a.m. Of course, it changes with daylight savings by an hour every time, but those are generally the times that you can open up. And if people book you, it's based off the parents. They choose you as the teacher and they book you for a class. You can be fully booked or it might be slow in the beginning until you build your clientele. but like I said, if you're using it as a side hustle or side income, it's not a big deal if you're not completely booked. Like, let it grow with the time, and it's great extra money. I was able to do it full-time before PA school, but now I'm utilizing it, which the majority of people do as a side income, and it's been great. It's been perfect, and I've definitely been able to balance it out. I, I Like I said, I used to do full-time hours. Now I'm only doing maybe like four to seven hours a week, very, very minimal, but I have been able to keep it up without it adversely affecting my grades. So I definitely would suggest that if you're not having an issue struggling with your grades, if you think you can handle it, try it out, but keep it in mind, keep as a tool to earn extra money. Another thing that I do, because I'm just the side hustle queen, apparently, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so... I do dog walk and dog sit for a company called Rover. And I've been doing that also for maybe five years now. It's been a long time. So I have a pretty good clientele built up. Granted, that kind of took a hit with the whole COVID-19. People weren't going on vacations. They're still really not. Everyone wants to minimalize human to human contact, which I completely understand. Uh, however, I do have a few loyal clients who do still utilize me for dog walking and dog sitting. So I occasionally will have a dog or a cat, honestly it's all animals, in my home while the owner is at work or on vacation or whatever the reason, it doesn't matter. They can come into my home and it's great because I miss having a pet, but I don't have time to have a pet while in PA school. 
many people do, but I, of course, have a child, so <laughs> I think it would be hard to raise a little human and a little animal all by myself <laughs> at the same time. But being able to utilize the Rover, it lets me have a pet for a little while, or that feeling of having a pet, while also making this extra income. And like I said, I also do the walking, so I've had some clients who are working in the medical field one of my friends from emt school he's a firefighter i'll let his dog out for him when he's on his 24 48 hour shifts and you know feed his cat stuff like that i have another client who is a pharmacist and when she's on working a double i'll go over to her apartment walk her dogs on my lunch break in between my classes it's great it gets me outside gives me a little break i can be studying my flashcards on my Quizlet app on my phone while I'm walking the dogs. Very, very simple. If you like animals, it's honestly perfect. Who wouldn't want to get paid to have cute little puppies and animals in your home or walking them and just enjoying their company while making a little extra income? So that is another perfect idea. If you want to make a little bit extra money while in PA school, of course, there's the traditional babysitting as well. I'm sure that would be something that could work on the weekends. You can study after you put the kids to bed and make some extra money, another idea there. That's something that I did throughout undergraduate school and honestly until I had my daughter and then uh, I didn't really babysit much more after that. But if I didn't have a child, I would definitely be doing that on the weekends as well, getting paid to watch other people's children. So if you don't like kids, you don't like pets, what is wrong with you? <laughs> totally joking but if you don't like them honestly just try to keep an open mind and think of ways that you can earn a little bit of extra income maybe it's not the ways that I do but if you keep that in the back of your mind I'm sure the right idea will pop into your head you can make some extra income while you're in PA school and just not be so much in debt or so much on the struggle bus of balling with a budget Maybe you'll have a little bit of extra cash or even if you only do these things during your breaks, hey, it's something. So I would definitely keep in mind ways to find a side hustle, side income while in PA school. Of course, making your grades a priority. Please, please, please do not ever let the making an income come before making good grades. You don't want to be on academic probation. You don't want to be failing out. The goal is to succeed in PA school and get through PA school. So as long as you can do that and make some extra money at the same time, then like I said, why not? Why not do it? And yeah, that's the ways that I do it. Nothing too crazy, nothing scandalous, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. And it's been working out so far for these 10 weeks. I can see myself doing this Mm, up until graduation, I mean, maybe I might have to adjust as needed during clinicals, but as long as I can do it, I'm going to do it. I'm the kind of person that hates depending on others for income. So depending on student loans and having that hang over my head is not fun, but being able to make my own income, even if it is minimal, is a way that helps me kind of get back my independence and autonomy and just feel a little bit better about the situation. So yeah, guys, thanks again for tuning back in. These are my tips. I hope you find it helpful. If there's anything you'd like me to d discuss particularly on the podcast, 
please reach out to me on Instagram at PA underscore L-E-I-R-A. That's my first name backwards. So PA underscore Liera. I'm more than happy to help you guys with any pre-PA questions you might have or just anything you want to reach out to me for. I'm an open book. I'm more than happy. So don't hesitate to reach out to me. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review. Five-star reviews are so appreciated and it literally takes maybe 30 seconds out of your day to just click the five stars on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose. Or if you have extra time, go in and write. I love getting positive reviews. This is a newer podcast, so I don't have so many yet. And I just, I just would definitely appreciate it. I appreciate your time as a listener. So thank you for tuning back in to becoming a BA physician assistant. I'm Ariel. Until next time, have a good one.